0: Master, we have toiled all the night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The heart of our gospel lesson this morning is the story of Jesus meeting a weary man. When our Lord comes to St. Peter it is after a night of intense, coordinated labor on the part of a co-op of fishermen whose efforts proved fruitless. Going through the motions, then, of cleaning the nets after catching no fish would have been a perfunctory duty without any obvious relish or reward to it. It was merely a chore, backed by an embittered realism over the fact that no fish meant no wages for the day and likely no provision for themselves or their families. It is after this ritual of cleaning nets on the verge of clocking out for the day that Christ comes to St. Peter and asks him to put out his boat once more from the shore. It's likely that word of Jesus had reached St. Peter and his companions, as the reputation of miraculous deliverance and healing had already spread throughout that region. St. Peter's obedience to Jesus would be a sort of cultural norm, an accepted sign of deference to a traveling rabbi, a nod to local piety, and perhaps a sign of curiosity at this alleged wonder worker, But the simple hospitality of using St. Peter's boat is pushed further when Jesus asks him after he's done teaching to push out farther and go fishing again. This presses on a sore place. The response, master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. These are the words of a man who's being respectful but who is also weary, and weary beyond just a physical exhaustion. St. Peter's word toil here is rich with a meaning stretching deep into Jewish spirituality. On the one hand, this word for toil in the casual language of the day means to take a beating. Among faithful Jews in Galilee, this word would also be familiar, though, heard from the mouths of rabbis to describe what it felt like to be faithful to God in a contrary world of occupation and paganism. To toil in this religious sense meant to endure the exhaustion of soul that one inevitably developed as they strove amid obvious wrongdoing and infidelity to God in hopes that one day they would see the fulfillment of a promise even as they were slowly and increasingly uh, growing to sense their unlikelihood of seeing that within their own lifetime. To capture this sentiment, the speaker of Psalm 22 prays, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart, also in the midst of my body, is like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue cleaves to my gums. And thou bringest me to the dust of death, for many dogs are come about me, and the counsel of the wicked lay its siege against me. For the Jewish imagination, to toil meant the aches and pains of soul that one took in being faithful, even as the wicked seemed for an ever-expanding season to flourish, while the devout, were put down. For St. Peter to use this term at this point meant more than just, we've already worked to full shift. Rather, his phrase means something more like, Master, we're exhausted to the very soul from fruitless work. Our equipment is clean, and we don't want to pointlessly dirty it again and I've already prolonged my labor and paid my religious obligation to you by giving you a platform to teach. Peter responds in a way that is perfectly reasonable. He's a man for whom doubt has begun to eat away at the confidence he has in his work, a work to which he has so diligently given himself and yet has proven fruitless. Yet, at this moment of near dejection, everything hinges on the next word. Nevertheless, it is in this word we see reflected a hope beyond despair and toil. At your word, I will let down the nets. Then... The miraculous catch of fish that follows is a sign of precisely one thing. God is keeping his promise. God has come to reward the toil of faithfulness. This is a sign that toil shall no longer mean a life of weary expectation. For Christ has come, the one who declares, come to me, you who have toiled and are heavy laden and are burdened, and I will give you refreshment. This refreshment is the peace of God, and the peace of God which Christ brings is God's response to those who have answered his call to faithfulness. The one who, at the beginning, hovered over the face of the formless and void waters at the dawn of creation, now again calls over Empty waters, abundance, and life. The one who watched our first parents, Adam and Eve, depart from that abundance into scarcity, into the beaten and bitter exhaustion of toil, of labor, to bring forth life from both the womb and from the ground, now calls St. Peter to return from that weary exile. Immediately, The pieces fall into place, and St. Peter understands the nature of this call. He immediately understands that this is someone different sitting in his boat. But this experience is jarring. He is fearful because at once this itinerant rabbi now exercises a divine power. St. Peter's response is immediately one of confession, he walks back his earlier going-through-a-pious motion of obedience to a religious teacher. Immediately, he's thrust into a face-to-face encounter with the one to whom all religion submits and ends. I'm a sinful man, he declares. In this simple, good confession, Jesus calls him from an old toil, a weary toil, into a new work, a new labor that he is doing. Come, Peter, now it's time for you to catch people. Come, Peter, let me show you what everything so far has been pointing to. Come, let me show you the work of your life. Follow me. St. Peter's calling in the gospel is the transformation of the meaning of work. It is a making new of people in a world that have been scarred by the curse of futility that is the result of the fall. Yet this restored purpose and meaning has a horizon of promise that extends beyond the immediate into a horizon of promise that extends to our true hope, the thing to which all things are heading, the resurrection. It is the hope, Of resurrection, we have in our Lord that solves the riddle of toil. Breathing life into a labor of doing good. As our Lord speaks to the church at Ephesus, I know your works, I know your toil, I know your patience, and I know that you cannot bear those who are evil. Or again, as St. John will hear a voice in heaven saying, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. The Spirit immediately declares in triumphant response, Even so, for they rest from their toil, and they take their works with them. This is the promise to those who toil and are weighed down by doing good in this world. This is the rest that Christ comes to bring. Our hope is not in vain. What we seek, what we strive for, by grace, will be found. And so, this morning, let us hope. Or, if that is hard, let us pray for hope. This morning we will hear our Lord say to us in the words of the liturgy, Come, you who are weary, you who are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. But then, even as we faint with exhaustion to do so, he will draw nearer to us, present in Eucharist, to indeed refresh us as we follow him to love and toil for his sake, even as we draw nearer to the resurrection. From the words of Father Gerard Manley Hopkins, in a flash At a trumpet crash, I am all at once what Christ is, since he was what I am. And this jack, this joke, this poor potchard patch, matchwood, immortal diamond, is immortal diamond. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.